From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Monday, the 6th day of November. Now, there's only one thing that could have pushed the Giants and their wonderful performance off the top of the show, and that is this. We welcome in former Yankee manager and for the first time anywhere, Joe Girardi. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Appreciate a couple of minutes. Now that you've had a couple of days, Joe, uh, tell us how you feel and uh, how things are going and how you felt when you got the news. Well, things are going well. You know, I'm with my family. I spent a weekend with my son at the University of Alabama game, and we looked at the baseball program there a little bit. And it's kind of, it was his birthday, and it was his birthday weekend. So we that was good. I've seen my daughter play some basketball games. I've been hooked by her fishing. Um, but it's good. Um, obviously, I, I was disappointed when I got the news that I would not be returning. But I'm also really pretty grateful and thankful that I had 10 years you know, in one spot. I mean, it doesn't happen for managers a lot. I got to raise my kids there. It was enjoyable. Um, I enjoyed what I did. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not back, but that's part of the business. Joe, you and I discussed this a lot. I asked you about it during the season. I asked you about it during the playoffs. We even talked about you at the top step in the last game against Houston as you looked around the stadium. And you were very open about reminiscing there. What were you thinking? Were you thinking that you weren't going to be back? Did you think that you didn't know if you were going to be back? What was your thought process about your future at that time? Well, I thought I would be back. Um, you know, I obviously know there's no guarantees in life, but I thought I'd be back. And I think what I was reminiscing was the energy of the stadium and going back to the days that I played and, and feeling it had a lot of that same energy and 96, 98, 99 when I was there and I was just thinking how great it was and I wanted to soak it in because, um, you know, it's been a while since we've had that energy. I'm sure we had it in 2009, but it's been a while and uh, it was just really neat to watch. And, you know, one of my favorite things, and I don't encourage it, but is the, the liquids that fly in the air when good things happen. I always <laughs> thought that was kind of comical and I saw it again and it kind of excited me. You know, um, you went through this wonderful season with, with these, you know, young kids and, and some veteran guys. A great a season where you overachieved, had wonderful drama. As you said, you brought back a lot. Of, this brought back all the stuff from the 90s. I mean, we could all feel it. I mean, everything shows it, the ratings, everything else. So it was a great, a great run with the Yankees this year. As this is unfolding, you, you don't have a contract. Uh, and But as you said, you were still optimistic. When you got the word... What were the words? I mean, was there any negotiation at all? Was it quick to the point? I mean, tell, tell us what you can about what happened. No, it was quick and to the point. You know, Brian had said that they were it just decided that they were going to go a, a different direction. Um, and, and you know, I, I talked to Hal a few minutes after I talked to Brian, but it was, it was fairly quick. And then we talked some more the next day, and I said, okay. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I... I I'm not the kind of guy that um, is not thankful for the opportunity, but I'm also, you know, wanted to finish what, you know, we started this year. I think there's a lot of talent with this club, and I think the future is extremely bright. And I was excited about that. And um, so from that standpoint, I was disappointed. But, again, you know, I understand it happens. It's happened to people that have won a lot more games than me, and uh, and you just got to deal with it. Productivity is not an issue here, Joe. You won a championship when you had top players. You had some rebuilding years but never had a losing season. You averaged 91 wins a year for 10 years, and then you had this great run with this team this year. So the numbers are there. You were the winningest manager over the last decade in percentage. So all those numbers are, are terrific. Are you surprised off this special year 
that they decided not to have you back? Yeah, I, again, you know, I thought I would be back, and I thought it was just a matter of, of working out a contract. But, again, I, I think Brian wants something different, and he's going to go out and try to find that. And, you know, I mean, that's obviously his prerogative, and it's the organization's prerogative. And, um, again, I was disappointed, but, um, you know, Joe Torrey won an awful lot, and they went out and found someone else, and that guy was me, and he's won a lot more than I have. So it just it just happens. You know, I think of the great managers that have moved on. I mean, I look at what Terry Francona did in, in Boston, and, you know, they – let him go and he ended up on his feet and doing very well in Cleveland and I look at you know Jimmy Leland that moved around a Tony La Russa that moved around and it's just it's part of the game and I think that's one of the reasons when I look back on this I'm really grateful that I was in one spot for 10 years because moving around can be really hard on your family. Tell us about Joe was it was there was there a problem this year at all was it different this year was the relationship with the front office any different was there any relationships that were an issue this year were there any issues that you could cite that were the reason Well I I think there's disagreements every year Mike um things that we could work through always you know I think and I think you're always when you have that many different types of minds you're always going to have disagreements but Brian allowed me to do my job and and, and gave me the best players that he, he could. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, I've been made f- fun of being too analytical. So I love the analytics. And I really believe that I used analytics when I was a catcher in New York before they were even called analytics. So, I mean, I don't, I, that I don't understand. I don't think that's a problem. So I just think Brian wants something different. And I, I, I understand that. I mean, I've been there a long time. I've been there 10 years. And he's going to do something different. How about relationships with the players, with the young players? I mean, listen, nothing's going to be perfect. One guy with 25 guys, you're going to have issues with players at times. Every manager is going to over 10 years, over one year. How was the relationship with the young guys this year, with the new kids? I thought it was really good. Um, you know, I look at the some of the texts that I've got, some of the tweets that they put out, something I still don't do. And, um, I thought it was good. And, you know, my job is always to get the most out of players the best way that I see fit and the best way the organization sees fit and the best way the coaches see fit. And I think we were able to do that. Um, and I think that's, you know, a really important part of your job is to get the most out of players. And I think we were able to do that. And, you know, I've gotten some wonderful texts from some young players. Um, but, again, I think Brian is just looking for something a little bit different. And uh, evidently I didn't fit the mold, and it's time to move on. Did you, you know, there's this idea, and we're talking with Joe Girardi uh, for the first time anywhere. It's nice of him to uh, chat with us today as the former Yankee manager after 10 great years with the Yankees and all this success this year joins us. There was this, there's this idea, Joe, and there's always a million things that come up that are true and not true after a guy leaves, but there's this idea that maybe with the Yankees and every other team that the front office is trying to seize more and more control from the managers. Did you feel any of that? No, again, I think Brian let me do my job. You know, Brian let me make the lineup every day. I never had to deal with that. Um, there were days that uh, we would call and talk specifically about lineups and, and what he saw. And, no, I, I, I didn't feel that. Uh, maybe it's something that's happening more in the game. I believe that is true um, because I think they're seeing the importance of analytics. Um, analytics, I, I think, tells a story over time, which I think is really, really important, and you can evaluate players. But I also think that sometimes, you know, you, you got to look at that day, too. 
it's it's not sometimes we don't have overtime you know if it's an important game you got to win that day you might do things a little bit different but you know again i i just think that front offices are are more involved now today than ever i think they're bigger more than now um you know than they've ever been i think there's more people in there's more analysts up there and they want to try to use them to every advantage they have we're talking with Joe Girardi. Joe, 10 years is a long time in one place. Everyone it's says hard that. To yeah, years, it is. Yeah. It's 10 years and never a losing season. Average 91 wins. You won 91 this year. You had a great run with this team. You've won a championship. I mean, you've had a very long history with this franchise. It must be, you know, you won, you won championships here. You had a defining moment here in 96. Uh, you won a championship in 09, which is a very important championship for this franchise. Otherwise, it would be a long time between championships. So you had all that, and you had this run this year. So, I mean, there's a, there's a heck of a legacy here, which had to make this that much tougher, I'm sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, it was something that we knew very well. Uh, you know, obviously we were embedded in the community there, whether it was in the Bronx or it was where we lived or my family was in school there. So, I mean, I think that was really important. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes it harder when you've been someplace for 10 years. Um, and I think for a baseball player, coach, manager, whoever you are when you're involved in the game, usually don't get that chance. And, and I think the longer you stay somewhere, the harder it is to leave. When you came back and beat Cleveland, and now you're thinking, I don't know how, did you get, was this something you played in your mind all year thinking about a contract, or was it something you just put away and didn't think about a lot? Or or did you give it a lot of thought during the season? You know, Mike, I I always put it away, and and here's why. And I think people sometimes take this the wrong way, that, that I always want to check with my wife and my children that they're completely on board. Because if they're not completely on board, it, it, it makes my job a lot harder and I think there's friction, and there's friction in the family. And the one thing I always tell my players is that make sure everything is right at home before you come to work. And if you need to come in a little late because of something, just call me because I want you to have a clear head. So I went home. They were all on board, excited to come back. And that's what I do. And, I mean, it didn't take long. I asked them the, the next day after we lost and when we were in Houston and everyone was on board. So, you know, I think sometimes people take that the wrong way, but, I just want to make sure that I'm clear to do the job that I need to do as a manager and, you know, in a sense, a spokesperson sometimes for the Yankees, that everything is good at home and I can do everything I need to do. Was it an indication that you at any point during this season, I mean, did your representation ever try to open up a negotiation or anything? I mean, did you try to do any of that or not really? No, we've never done that because, you know, because they, they don't do that. So, I mean, there's no reason even to try. So we knew that it would happen at the end of the year if it was going to happen. And uh, we were okay with that. I'm okay with that. I, I understand that's the way the Yankees work, and I didn't have a problem with that. Never did. When you took all the grief after the Cleveland game and coming home, the fans boo you, you went through that, and the front, and the organization didn't really offer you a lot of support. They didn't say anything. Uh, you're probably thinking, boy, I'm in trouble if I, if I lose this series. You come back and win that series – you thinking then what were you thinking after you win that series? You got to be thinking, boy, I'm in pretty good shape now, right? Well, I wasn't necessarily thinking about myself. I was thinking about our club and I thought we had a real chance. I mean, I really did. And it kind of played out that way. We took it to game seven. We lost two games, two to one in Houston to start the series. And I really felt this, this team really has a chance to do some damage. And I know we're relying on some young kids a lot, but they're getting, more and more experience every every game that they go out there and the veterans were playing well and you know Guardy had some big games and and you know, Chase Headley had some big games Didi had some big games and 
we knew I, I felt that we had a chance and that's what I was looking for. And just, you know, for me, I'm extremely focused and, and I think that's the way to be. That's my personality. And I'm not going to defend that or I'm not going to try to be someone else. So I was focused on trying to win that series and how we did it. And you have to put a roster together really quick. So I never really thought about my contract. I'm not going to ask you about relationships with anybody who was here th- over 10 years because that's not important to today. It's about what your relationship was with this team, not with Teixeira or uh, Posada or anybody else. And managing stars on the way down is always tough. But on this team, any issues this year with anybody, Joe, that was something maybe we didn't see that was a factor in, 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 in the Yankees' decision? Was there anything that happened with maybe this team and relationships at all? No, I mean, I, I, you know, there are sometimes, Mike, you have to make tough decisions about who plays, and I think guys get disappointed. But from a standpoint of having a relationship issue, there, there were none. And if there was, I, I really don't know about it. And I don't think my head's that far in the sand, you know, because I let my coaches help me. I, I, I talk to the guys every day. I walk the outfield every day. You know, there are things that I, I do. So, I mean, there, there are probably some guys that, you know, are upset with playing time or maybe don't like me as much as somebody else, but that's, but that's, that's the reality of, of being a manager. You're always going to mix with other people more than others. We're talking with Joe Girardi. Joe, let me touch on the fans for a second. The 0-2, when they booed you, had to hurt, right? It had to hurt. Oh, well, you know, I, my concern was my family. I told my kids. I said, look, the fans are very passionate here. They're upset with what Daddy did. It's not that they don't like Daddy. They're mad at what happened. And, you know, rightfully so, they want to win every game, and they think that, you know, this could have cost us, and we were fortunate that it didn't. But, uh, you know, I got quite an ovation the next time yes, I went Yes, you did. Out. So, yeah. yeah, so, and I've been there before. I was moved pretty heavily in 1996, you know, because the fans want to win, and, they, and they, they're loyal, and they expect a lot from you every day, and it's a great place to be. And I can tell you, uh, since you left, the response on the station has been enormously, uh, from the fans, enormously positive to you. So, as you would expect, when you leave, when you hear, oh, they're mad at the manager. When you leave, wait a second, this guy done a great job for us. So, the support has been terrific. I can tell you from the fans who have called it, they really have been uh, enormously uh, pro-Girardi. Well, I'm very appreciative of that. I'm very appreciative of my time in New York. It will always feel like when I go back there that I'm coming home in a sense. You know, I have a couple different homes. Chicago has always been home to us because that's kind of where we were raised. My wife and I was raised. But New York was home for me. And um, and we loved our time there. And obviously we're going to miss it. But, um, you know, people have come back seven times before. So let's see what happens. <laughs> we're talking with Joe Jordy's, right? Yeah, managers have come back. In the old days, they used to come back all the time, especially one named Billy Martin. We're talking with Joe. Joe, when you come back, when you take the lead, and you guys played great at home this year in the postseason. I mean, you were dominant, uh, which was something I think you were really building with this team and with this you know, fan base. But going back to Houston 3-2, what, what are you thinking? I thought we had a really good chance, and I knew that we were going to run into some tough pitchers, and Verlander was pitching great, but we were pitching great, too. And our bullpen was in pretty good shape, and I felt like you know, we got a real shot here, and we know how good they are. And, you know, it was a team that won 101 games. But, again, I like the resiliency of this club all year long. We went through some great times. We went through some tough times. They seemed to always find a way to bounce back. And I felt we would find a way to get it done. You know, you got to tip your hat to the Astros. They're paid, in a sense, to beat us, and we're paid to beat them, and they beat us in those games. But I really felt that we had a shot. And, and you look at some of the things, uh, you know, you look at the ball 
uh, the Todd Frazier hits, if he pulls it a little bit more, you know, another 10 feet, it might be a three-run homer, and it's a different game. But that's, again, that's the game of baseball. Uh, it, it, you know, and it's a lot of people have asked this hypothetical. I don't know if it's something you've run in your mind. Have you thought about it might be a very different outcome if you're in the World Series with the Yankees this year? Uh, oh, of course. I, I think it's, yeah, it's very possible it would have been a, a, a different outcome for me. I think it um, would have been. To be honest with yeah. you, I think it would have been. But that wasn't meant to happen, and it didn't happen. So, you know, here I am, and um, I'll see what the next phase of my life brings me. I'm excited about it, and we'll go from there. Is it harder to leave a team that's in as good a shape? Does that make it very uh, – does it sting more because you you went through the rebuilding years, and now you're on the brink of a, what should be a very good run? Does that make it a little tougher? Of course it does, uh, because I think the excitement there and the passion there and the talent there – are really, really good, and I think they are set up for a really good run. And, and you know, I, there's always a lot of things that have to go right to have a really good run. Health is health is one of them and, and some other things, and you're hoping some other young players pan out. But, I mean, I think they're set up pretty good. You know, when you were talking about players uh, after the series, they asked you about CC Sabathia, and you got very choked up. Uh, I yeah. mean, you have a lot of relationships, I'm sure, but it seemed to me just from what I watched that you might have a little special one with him. You know, I feel like I do, but I, I you know, I, the way I look at CC is CC is what you want in a player, and I think that's what choked me up as, as much as it did. And uh, when I look at CC, CC was someone that we could always count on, and it would give you everything he got, whether his knee was bothering him, whether it's a shoulder, or you know, whatever was bothering him, he would give you everything that he had, and. And I thought he was a wonderful husband, a wonderful father, and I had the ultimate respect for him for what he did when he walked away to get help because he knew that his family was more important than the game of baseball. But, I mean, you look at how many times this year that we needed a win and who stood up for us, it was CeCe. And I'll always have respect for him because I think he gave everything he had to the game every time he went out there. And that's, to me, that's the mark of a champion. What was the best part of this season for you? I mean, it was a great year. You overachieved. You had a great run to the seventh game of the ALCS. What was the best part of this year for you? I really believe the home playoff games. That was the most enjoyable because it brought back so many great memories of me as a player and the atmosphere that I had a chance to play in and just what these young players were getting a chance to go through, some of the older players were getting a chance to go through because you never know how many more times you have. And I was just really appreciative of that. And uh, that was probably my favorite part. You know, with the record you had, it was pretty stunning. I still think that, you know, you guys, listen, team, you guys can part ways. You could part ways over monies. You could part ways over disagreement. There's a million reasons why you could part ways. But I would think when you, it, it, it still, it, it seemed like it really surprised you. Uh, have you gotten over it yet or is it going to take a little while? No, I mean, I think that, I, you know, I'm moving on. And, and obviously, you know, what, what the future holds for me, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do next year. I mean, there's a pretty good chance that I'll, I'll broadcast and, and, and see where that Do you want to manage again? To. Oh, yes, definitely. You do? Okay, yeah, you yeah. don't even hesitate. So that, that lets me know you're even ready to manage again. So you don't even need yeah. any time off, do you? Well, I think, you know, for, for a player and a manager, after about two or three weeks, you start to get the itch to go back. I mean, obviously, you try to catch up physically and, and mentally and it's been a grind you know for 225 days or whatever it is but you get away from it two or three weeks and you start to miss it i mean because you love the competition and i'll always love that and i love seeing players compete at the highest level 
and have success. Were you surprised? Now, uh, Washington said economics were an issue. Were you surprised you didn't hear from Washington? Yeah, um, I mean... I was. I mean, I didn't know if you were. I wasn't sure. Mike, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. It was pretty late in the process, and teams were pretty far down the road with people they they had looked at. So, um, you know, I'm not not surprised, and I am surprised. I'm not sure, you know, so... It is what it is, and I believe that I'm going to get another chance to manage, and I look forward to it. But right now, I'm going to enjoy this part of my life and do some things that maybe I didn't get a chance to do for the last 10 years. We're talking with Joe Girardi. Would you be fussy about a job at this point, considering everything you've accomplished? Would you only take a certain type of team? Would it have to be a team that's ready to compete? I mean, as far as, or would you be afraid to go into a rebuilding situation, or you wouldn't care? No, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed the rebuilding. I've also enjoyed the great teams. You know, I had the rebuilding in, in Florida and, and loved every minute of that. I loved this year. This year was a lot of fun for me, um, trying to teach young kids exactly what it takes and, and watching them have success and, and turn into really, really good players. I mean, that's enjoyable. I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't worry about anything. I want to manage again because I enjoy the competition and I enjoy the strategy and the relationships that you have. Now, you said most of the teams are along. Most of them, a couple of them are already named managers, obviously prominent ones, too, like the Red Sox, the Mets, et cetera. So there, were, there weren't that many available. So most likely you did spend one – what did you broadcast, one year or two? Well, I've done it two different years. Two yes. different years, I did okay. It in 2004, right. and then I did it in 2007. And you were good at it, so you like doing that. You could easily go back and do that and wait for the phone to ring, right? Is that the most, yeah, likely, the, is that the most likely path for you? I would think so. The the thing about broadcasting that I love so much is you get to talk about what you love, and you don't have a win or a loss hanging on your, uh, you know, on you when you when you leave the ballpark. And I don't have to think about, you know, what's my bullpen tomorrow, and what's who's my DH, and who's going to play third, and who needs a day off. I don't ever have to think about that. Couple of things you were here a long time, a player. You've been here as a, as a you manage this team for a decade, which is a long time. You've won championships as a manager and a player, which is very rare. Uh, so you've had a wonderful career. You've you've had ten straight winning seasons here. So I mean, really, you've accomplished a lot. Uh, do you leave angry though? I mean, do you leave with a bitter taste in your mouth, or can you already kind of look at the good side of this ten years? No, I look at the good side. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't do me any good to look at at the other side. It, it's it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my energy. Being angry never does anyone any good. So to me, I I, I look at the, the great time, the great friends that I made, the the, the great experience that I had at the ballpark on a daily basis. Um, what I got a chance to do and, and, and what I love to do, I got to do for 10 years. And so I, I, I don't have bitterness. I don't have anger. You know, obviously there's disappointment, but, but I mean, that time will take care of that. And because I wanted to finish what we started. You know, you seemed like a guy who could usually, and I interviewed you every week. There were people who talked to you every day. You didn't seem like that bothered you. We, you know, some guys can't stand the media. Were you a guy who hated the everyday stuff with the media, or it didn't bother no, you? No, no. I mean, I think I was, you know, the, the thing about my personality is I'm very protective of the players. And, and I believe in this day and age, you have to be because of social media and all the things that happen. So, you know, maybe I didn't give them everything they always wanted. I didn't lie to them. I was always there. And, and, and you know, people ask. I, I had a, a number of requests when this all went down from writers, and they thanked me for our relationship and my professionalism and how I handled everything. And the one thing I never did, Mike, is I never gave off the record 
because I, I, I don't think there's anything really off the record. And I never gave one reporter a story before I gave it to everyone You never played else. favorites. So never played favorites. I, I, okay. I didn't because I understand how competitive their business is. And I didn't really have an understanding of that until I managed for one year. So I didn't do that. So for all the guys that, that, that care, you know, were around me every day, Eric, Pete, you know, Brian, George, Brendan, Andrew, Mike, Randy, Sweeney, who I, you know, I'm always praying for him and, and Billy and Wally and Bruce and Joel and Bob, all these guys, a lot of them reached out to me and said, if you want to talk, we would love to talk to you. And I just felt, how do I give it to one person and not another? It, it, it's, it's not fair. It, it's something that I've always held to. So I didn't want to do it. And um, some people probably rubbed the wrong way. I'm sure they, they, you know, people got upset with me. But was I better off giving it to one or was I better off giving it to none? And I, and I still don't know the answer to that, you know. No, but, I think your approach is fair. I really do. I thought yeah. at the time I thought it was fair. I didn't think it was unfair. Yeah. And, 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 and let me tell folks that the reason I got the first interview is because we have a relationship that deals with the club and, and the contract. So it's not like yeah. I got the big scoop. I mean, I was going to get Joe because, you know, this is where he comes for, you know, the end of the season every year. So that, he wasn't doing me a favor either. So he was being very fair about that, too. He's on the contract. So to be yeah. fair. So that's that, that. So let's put that in its proper perspective. A couple things, Joe, yeah. before you go, because I don't want to have to keep you all day because I know you want to get on to the things. A couple things. Number one, these young players – Judge, you spend a year with this guy. He looks to be a- as calm and as cool and as collected as anybody could be, and someone who looks like he's got the world, you know, by the string. Uh, is it, what? What do you see when you see Judge? I think it's a young man that has a lot of confidence, who has a great work ethic, who who does not let things get him down. If he's zero for four with four strikeouts. He believes that the next day is going to be a good day and, and has that ability to turn the page really well. So I, I think the sky is the limit for him. I think, again, he's a natural-born leader. Players want to be around him. And I always look at him, when I looked at him, I thought he was the big brother for everyone on the team. You know, how he waited for the outfielders and he waited for everyone to come off the field. It was almost like the big brother saying, I got your back, I'm going to protect you, and I'm going to wait for you. Let me get to the more complicated one, Sanchez. There was this feeling that Sanchez and you had problems because you're typically a catcher. You're a catcher, so you'd be harder on him. And also that you were hard on him for his tough love with his defense. Anything true? Was that a complicated relationship because you're both catchers? How about Sanchez and how about his future? I, I think his future, the, the sky is the limit for him. And as far as being hard on him, no. I... I I was very encouraging to him. I told him, you know, I let him know how important he is. I, I really believe that you could argue that the catcher that has a bat like his is really as important as any player on the team because his defense is so important. Saving runs is so important. And, and for him, the ability to drive in runs. I, I mean, he's a guy that if he saves 50 runs a game or 30 runs a game and you put that on top of, of what he does, offensively, it's the best catcher in the league. So for me, it was always trying to get him in better, encourage him, and help him understand how important he was to our club. And we, we didn't have issues. You know, I was encouraging. It's not an easy position, and I understand that. And it's the hardest position, I believe, to be a rookie. Now, I don't know what it's like to be a starting pitcher or a closer. I mean, so I can't really comment on that. But you think about he's responsible for 12 others 
on an everyday basis in a sense. You know, the starters and the relievers, plus you're expected to be a number three hitter or a number four hitter. That's a lot on his plate. So I was, you know, I tried to always encourage him and tell him how important he was to us. Do you feel he can make it as a catcher, Joe? Do you have any doubts? Yes, I do. I do. And I think he's going to continue to get better as he learns his body and he learns the pitchers. And in, in his defense, we did not have an easy staff to catch. We had guys throwing 100 all over the place. We had breaking balls that were as good as anyone's in the league. He did not have an easy staff to catch. So I think as time goes on, as he gets a better understanding who his pitchers are, he'll get better. And I think he played really well in the playoffs. Uh, defensively, I think he played really, really well. And I think that's from his hard work. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. There's a lot of things, and I think it comes from that tweet or that uh, Instagram or whatever he did, that you and Chapman had problems. Any truth to that? No, no. Um, you know, we talked the next day. We laughed, and, and he was always ready to go for me. And, no, we, we had no issues. I mean, you know, I, I know I had to make some tough decisions with him at times. And hey, you brought him back well. Help. You got him back to where he was a big force again. Oh, he was great. And you're just trying to get his, you know, his confidence where it was supposed to be. And uh, so there were no issues there. Can they fix Patances? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be good for Dallin to, to, to have this offseason to, to get away a little bit. But I think Dallin's still going to be uh, just a, a tremendous reliever. And whoever gets a call upon him, I think he's going to have a lot of success like he did for me. When you think about this, uh, this franchise, you've been here for a long time. Your general manager was here the whole time. What, what, when, I, when, I, when I bring up Cashman, what would you say, how would you describe that relationship? Is it good? Is it testy? What would it be? No, I, I think it's good. And, and I think right now, I mean, he's extremely busy trying to, you know, they have free agents to talk about. They have to find a manager and coaching staff. So he's extremely busy. But I, I'm thankful. I mean, Brian took a chance on me. You know, I mean, there were other people that, that wanted someone else to be the manager, this guy or that guy, and he took a chance on me. So I'll be forever grateful, and he gave me 10 great years. So, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with Brian. I'm thankful, and um, I'll always be thankful. How about Hal? Ha- great. I mean, Hal was good to me, too. You know, there might have been some, you know, if I was here under the – you know, his father, I might have been gone to <laughs> well, Yeah, that's true. Anybody right? might I have mean, been at some point. Yes. So, no, I mean, well, that's why that 2009 is very important. You know, winning that title was a big deal. It really was for a lot of, for you, for Cashman, for a lot of people. Uh, I, I agree, and I think going into the new stadium was really important. And, you know, I think Derek said it best that, you know, you, you wanted to bring the memories from the old stadium to the new stadium, but you wanted to create your own. And we were able to do that, you know, that first year. How do you want the fans to remember you? Um, I don't a guy that gave everything he had every day. That's all. You know, that's you know, I know as a player I wasn't the most skilled player. I knew that Jorge Posada was a much better player than me. But as a player I gave everything I had every day and as a manager I did the same and I tried to win every game. Um and, and but that was my job. You mentioned your family. Uh, obviously we know you're a good family man. Uh how did they take this? Uh, they were disappointed. I, they basically traveled around the whole time with us in the playoffs and, and were homeschooled during those days and had a lot of fun. And my son didn't have a voice, you know, for like a week, um, just from yelling so much and was banging on the chair one night so hard he cut his hand. And my daughter was excited and completely got off her sleep schedule. And I don't know if we got her right yet, but I mean, they're disappointed. But you got to understand, they have long term relationships in New York too with friends and, and, 
family and all that, and they miss that. You know, I go back to that you at the top of the dug steps on the in the fifth game against Houston when I was watching you take it all in, and I said that day I thought it was a guy who maybe was thinking he's not going to be in this position again. Uh, but it sounds like you still thought you would be even if, after the series ended. So maybe that I, that was not the right thought you had. That, that that wasn't really what was going through your head. No, that day. I think game five. I was just trying to soak it all in because of that. It just the atmosphere. How great the atmosphere was on a daily basis there, and. You can never get enough of that. You, you really can't. And I was just trying to soak it in as long as I could. Well, listen, thanks. We wish you well. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. We know we'll see you managing again before too long. I thank you for all our time together. and You were very good. And you and I did a lot of events together in different places. So you always were great. Always were uh, very cooperative about everything. I wish you and your family well. And I, I know you'll land on your feet. But thanks very much. Mike, thanks. And I want to thank you for your professionalism and how well you've treated me over the 10 years. I know you're retiring in December. I want to wish you happy retirement. Thank you. I, I don't know how you're going to be retired. I, I, I well, don't I'm not retiring. I'm just leaving the fan. I, I'll do something else. I don't know what I'm going to yeah. do yet, Joe. But like you, I might you know, I might come up with an idea. Maybe I'll call you. We'll see. Maybe we'll come up with uh, something. Well, uh, give me a call. I will. All right. Thanks, and thanks very much. And, uh, again, uh, be well, and thanks for coming on. Again, Mike, thanks for everything you've done. And I just, one last time, I want to thank the fans for the support that they've given me over a long period of time as a player, a coach, and a manager. Just, it's a great place. Thank you, Joe. All right, bye-bye. Joe Girardi, back after this.